It's time for Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the weekly talk radio show dedicated to discussing important real estate topics, plus insight into the local community. With a combined experience of over 50 years as local real estate brokers from the Eastside Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Here's your hosts, Brian Levitt and Dan Edwards. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Real Talk. This is Dan Edwards. And Brian Levitt. And we're your hosts today. We've got a fantastic show. We're looking forward to some uh, great conversations about real estate, about living, about homes, uh, about just about anything. Uh, we've got some awesome events coming up at the end we'll talk about and some new uh, new listings that are going to be hitting the market. So as we get started, as every show, our first segment is kind of getting a little deeper in the weeds a little bit, getting right to the real estate talk. So Brian, um, this week, last week, we talked about uh, contingencies of the right. sale of a home. This week, we're going to talk about an inspection contingency. So for the audience, share with us, what is exactly a, an inspection contingency? Inspection contingency is part of the agreement that uh, a purchase would be conditioned on the buyer's approval of inspection. And we've got a special guest with us today, Wade Pennington, who's been my inspector of choice for probably, what, the last 20 years? Wade, how long have we been working together? Yeah, 20. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have a, a nice uh, segment with Wade coming up. But the real reason that I am such a strong advocate for inspections is it protects both the buyer and the seller. I think people typically think it's a buyer thing, um, and it is. But the seller also has an obligation to disclose known defects or defects they should reasonably have known about. So um, an inspection, in fact, uh, protects both parties. So, what, Dan, what's your take on, uh, on the inspection uh, yeah, like, like you said, I think it's really super important that as you, you know, I mean, how many of us bought cars, right? Did we test drive the car before it was done? And I have a great mechanic here in town who will actually inspect the car. So a home inspection is just that foundation to gable. And really, as you look at it contractually, there's a little process, right? So it actually, it, it does start with uh, getting a full inspection, which we'll talk about later. But then there's a whole other rounds of, of negotiations there. So from a buyer's standpoint, um, it, it's actually I, in Washington State, right, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but in Washington State, it's a basically a free peak, right? Right. Exactly yeah. right. So you get a free peak. You can hire a professional inspector, and it can also uh, go into a possibility of an additional inspection time period. On our contracts there, that means we're looking at um, adding additional inspection days if there's something that the inspector comes up with that needs additional eyeballs because the inspections uh, are visual inspections mostly. Correct. Non-invasive. They're not not opening up walls. Although I'll tell you, the technology today is pretty amazing. When we get into the conversation with Wade, I'd like him to share some of that technology that uh, um, can actually see um, inside of uh, some of the walls to look for uh, latent defects. Now, I have us here live on Facebook right now for this segment. So if anybody out there watching us live can hear this and because we're trying new technology and has a, a question related to uh, either a buyer or a seller on a home inspection, go ahead and just go ahead and send it to us. But tell us one of the more complicated inspection situations that you solved for one of your clients. Oh, gosh. I think the one that surprised me the most uh, was new construction. People assume that uh, during a new construction period, the municipalities doing the, the inspections for construction. And I've had some egregious problems found doing inspections of uh, new construction. I think oh, yeah. the biggest one was a, uh, a uh, uh, Street of Dreams home that they had put in floor joists that were way overextended, just didn't have the support 
for the span. They weren't to code, right? They were not, not mm-hmm. even close. And and I think the homeowner made the or the buyer made the assumption that everything would be built to code. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had I counseled them to bring in an inspector anyway, and that was a thirty thousand dollar repair for that builder. Yeah, and it, it cost your your client somewhere around five hundred bucks to to hire an inspector to come out, depending on the size of the home. Right, but. I, I've seen that, especially now when they're building as quick as they're building right now. Right. Oh, my goodness. I, I cannot stress an inspection for new construction high enough. And the interesting thing is all the all the builders want that. Some do. Sometimes I get a builder who just, I think their ego is in the way. Uh-huh. So then we bring in Uncle Wade to uh, <laughs> do the walkthrough. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've always managed to get the inspector in. And, and the thing we reassure them, you know, assure the builder is we're not trying to throw them under the bus. We just want to make sure that it is done properly. Right. And um, typically they're going to back up their work, but uh, we want that second look. I almost explained to buyers, I almost think of it as an insurance policy, so to speak, to, to know what you're buying. Just have that uh, um, look from the professional perspective to know exactly what they're buying. Definitely. So let's talk about the inspection timeline, right? right. So typically an offer will be subject to inspection seven days, Right. Typically seven to ten. The boilerplate on the agreement is ten. Uh, in this heated market, sometimes we shorten that up to three to five days. Those are business days, so weekends and holidays don't count. Right. So you can actually do an inspection for four days, and it actually ends up being six. Uh, oh, easily, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Depending on the day, and of course that's partially subject to availability of the inspector. And something I like about Wade is he's got several people that are extremely proficient that work for him, so we're usually able to schedule when we need them. Awesome. So let's also talk about the what happens when a seller uh, receives that inspection response. Sure. What's their uh, What's their next? Plan? The way the agreement's written is sellers typically have no obligation to make a repair, but it's normally in the seller's best interest. The way I explain it is, if we're working with a reasonable buyer, they find a defect. If the seller doesn't fix it for them, they're going to probably have to fix it for the next buyer. Right. So you might as well work with it, and and partially. In terms of the bargaining, if a seller's getting you know full market value, it's expected that the home is up to snuff. And mm-hmm. if if it's if they're selling it as a an as is or a bargain, that's different. You know that's negotiable. I mean it's always negotiable. But the point is is sometimes I have sellers who say, hey, I'm not going to spend the money. Well, then you're going to have to deal with this with the next buyer if this buyer. Okay, walks so away. let me play devil's advocate there. Sure, it's a hot market for sellers. Right. So who cares? Next guy will just have to deal with it. Right. If you find someone that will deal with it, it all equates into value. Value. Yeah, right. So which one of the things we're going to talk about today is pre-inspections. I just had one where we found a couple of significant items, and right up front we disclosed these to the buyer, mm-hmm. and the reason we chose the offer we did is that buyer agreed to accept it and do the repairs themselves, which played into the cost that the seller would have spent to do the repairs, so it, it upped the net uh, gain for that seller. All right. So for the benefit of the listeners out there, um, the way Washington State, um, Northwest multiple forms work for an inspection is there's a seven-day inspection or three or five or ten, whatever right. it is, negotiable. Then the seller gets the opportunity. Well, if the buyer sends a response over that is, okay, I want these repairs done, or right. it's passed. So it's one, one of those two things. Now, the seller gets an opportunity to go back. It doesn't mean they can just outright terminate that contract on the buyer. Correct. They can do one of three things. They can say, no, we're not doing anything. Right. Yes, we're going to do some of these things. Or third would be another solution altogether. Correct. Yeah. A yes, no, maybe. Yes, they no, can, maybe. They can uh, just say, you know, fine, I'll do everything you're requesting. Boom. Your uh, uh, inspection contingency is waived. They can say no, in which case the buyer could walk if they want, mm-hmm. or they can agree to which corrections and repairs they're willing to make. Okay. Is that the end of it? 
So when a when a seller comes back and says, "Here's what we're doing," is that the end of it? Well, it's up to the buyer. If they put the ball back in the buyer's court, the buyer can, can decide if they want to accept that or if they want to make a counterproposal. I think the thing to remember is the inspection timelines do not repeat. I right. think sometimes a common uh, mistake I see brokers make is they think that you can just negotiate, negotiate, negotiate to reach a solution. Once that time frame's up, it's over. Either the buyer terminates or the inspection is waived. So that's something that uh, um, Dan and I are very carefully watching for our clients to make sure there's no uh, missed timelines. Yeah, so just to kind of be clear is, is you go uh, buyer's response, seller's response, buyer's response. You can go buyer, seller, buyer, seller, but it all has to remain in that total timeline right. as written on the contract. Agreed. Yeah. Exactly, exactly cool. right. Well, I hope we didn't get too far in the weeds on this, but um, and I hope that that was really good information. Now, I want to de- definitely say out there that the inspection contingency thing, it's a negotiation tool, but right. there is some liability to it. And you need to make sure that you're the most comfortable you can be with the strategy, strategy that you chose. In conclusion, Brian mentioned last week, it's all about, um, what was the word? It, it just escaped uh. me. Negotiation? Is that where you're going? Yeah. No, I was saying it's all about risk. Like, what's risk. your level right. of risk going into right. the negotiations? If you waive inspection, it's high risk. If right. you go through the process, it could um, it could take longer and actually run you into things. So I think we have a few more seconds. Any last words, Brian? No, I think you're right on the risk. It's a risk tolerance issue, and an inspection mitigates that risk and lowers it. Um, it's more information for the parties to process their transaction. All right. Well, that's a great discussion. Thank you for your time on that. Uh, Coming up next, after the segment, we've got our mortgage moment with Wes Graham. So please stay tuned. We'll see you soon. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar, if you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 425- 200-4093 or check out our website at the eastsiderealestateteam.com a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue Do you have family home movies you can no longer enjoy because well you either tossed your VCR or your camcorder is broken Lotus Media is here to help you relive the wedding memories birthdays trips and holiday celebrations We are a local business that specializes in future-proofing everything from VHS and Hi8 videotapes to photos and slides and even 8mm film. Our process creates universal digital files from your precious memories, ensuring they can be enjoyed for generations to come. The videos can be viewed anywhere on your PC, web browser, or even your phone, and they are a snap to edit too. We have over 20,000 happy customers, including Starbucks. Our digitization prices are lower than Costco's, and most orders are processed in just 10 days. We digitize all tape formats from all regions and can help repair your tape if it is broken or extract it from a camcorder if it is stuck. Visit us online to find out more at lotusmedia.us. Email us for more information at support at lotusmedia.us or give us a call at 855-LTS-MEDIA. That's 855 855- 
855-587-6334. One last time, 855-587-6334. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, you're back with Real Talk with uh, Brian Levitt, Dan Edwards of the Eastside Real Estate Team, Keller Williams Bellevue. And we've got Wes Graham of Washington First Mortgage with us for our mortgage uh, moment. Hey, Wes, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, guys. uh, Nice to hear from both of you. Uh, I've been in this industry 20 years, going on 20 years. Uh, It's about, you know, I just recently uh, moved my business from Caliber Home Loans over to Washington First Mortgage. And uh, a little bit about myself as far as what do I do personally. You know, I'm a big golfer, Brian. Uh, obviously, love to play cards, love to get into the poker room. But more importantly, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a family guy with uh, two kids, and I do coach baseball. And that's kind of my biggest passion right now is just watching my daughter grow up and uh, doing baseball. Nice. It's been a lot of fun the last couple of weeks. Hey, Wes, uh, Dan Edwards here. I hope you're doing good. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course. So um, one of the things that a lot of people in our mortgage moment we're trying to do is kind of what's happening this week because stuff changes. Our show's weekly. Um, rates were down, uh, dropped to a historic low. So what, what do uh, consumers, what do buyers need to know about what's going on right now? So I would say this, as far as the interest rate market, you know, a couple things happen uh, when interest rates, uh, you know, go lower. And, you know, the the rates have gone basically from 4.81, let's call it 60 days ago, uh, on an average for a 30-year fix, down to just a hair over 4%. And so what that does, it does a couple things. It breeds a little bit of confidence um, in going out and tackling this purchase market just because of affordability. Mm-hmm. And what, what that does is on like an average loan amount at $500,000 in our local area, you know, you've gone from basically a payment that was $245 higher 60 days ago, and now it's $245 lower. Wow. And so that's uh, for like, say, someone that was, you know, pre-approved at a $500,000 uh, mark. Now they very well might qualify for up to $560,000. And so the affordability, uh, you know, side of the fence is really helping people come off the fence and, you know, locking in that lower interest rate mortgage that really helps mentally, you know, jump over that hurdle of, you know, having a lower payment. Wow, that's awesome. Very affordable. So I'm curious, uh, in uh, today's market, if someone comes to you for a pre-approval, how long is that taking you these days? So there's, let's talk about the two things. There's pre-qualification, right, which is basically me looking at your credit, looking at your income documentation, and uh, running you through our, my electronic underwriting system that will spit out an approval really within a day. Um, so that can be if you talk to a loan officer in the morning, they should be able to turn your pre-qualification over that same day. What pre-approval really is, and that's my advice to anyone out there that is going down the road of pre-qualification is to actually take the next step, which is having an underwriter actually look at your documentation and really issuing a commitment to lend. And so once you have that document in your hand, it's a, it's a little bit, you know, it's powerful to see that an underwriter's looked at your documentation and a bank's basically given you their commitment that they're going to do financing for the property that you find. That also does make it easier on a listing agent taking your offer. Um, once they see that you're fully pre-approved and an underwriter's seen your finances, you know, that, that seller is just that much more comfortable 
with moving forward with your offer due to the right. fact that if you've already been through the multiple layers of pre-approval. Awesome. Well, um, we, we only have a real short segment here, so I'm going to wrap this up. I do want to hear something because our show is called Real Talk, and it's about homes. It's about that living in homes. Can you share something from your childhood, a memory of your home that you grew up in that is just seared into your brain? Hopefully a good one, right? <laughs> that, great. That, that's a good question. Uh, I would say, you know, for me, I was lucky enough to grow up on a golf course, right? Oh, there you so go. Wow. Nice. The, 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 it's, it's an easy seared image, right? Because there's nothing better than stepping out your back porch and being able to tee it up. Mm. Um, and uh, that's, you know, just being able to have the – the freedom to run around the golf course and, and play anytime I wanted to. And just coming in that back door and remembering that back door to my mm. property is something that is seared into my brain for sure. Awesome. So, uh, Wes, before we wrap up, tell our listeners how to get a hold of you. Yeah, so I'm located in Kirkland, Washington. Uh, you know, me and Brian have worked together in the past. And uh, they can reach me uh, through via my cell phone at 425-268-0116. Again, that's area code 425-268-0116. And I can also be reached via email at wesg at wfmtg.com. Again, that's wesg at wfmtg.com. Wes. Yeah, thank hey. you for joining us today. Really appreciate uh, your insights. Yeah, so coming up after the break, we're going to go over to our expert, Wade Pennington, over 40 years in the real estate in industry and doing real estate. So come on back. We'll be right back. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Feeling disorganized? Do you have trouble finding things in your home or feel overwhelmed when you open a drawer in the kitchen? Does your house add unnecessary stress to your already busy life? If the answer is yes to any of these questions, the professional organizers from Born to Organize would love to help. Born to Organize specializes in general home organizing, downsizing, home sale preparation, and move-in assistance. Unlike other organizing businesses, we also have a full-time licensed carpenter to assist with larger system installations and handyman projects. In as little as one visit, Born to Organize can help eliminate stress and anxiety in your life by utilizing an individualized approach with each client that includes decluttering and creation of simple systems within your home. Born to Organize serves Snohomish County, King County, and is available to travel throughout the United States on a per-project basis. 
Jamie Bourne and her team of organizers are simplification experts and love nothing more than making a house feel like a home. Please visit our website at B-O-U-R-N-E, the number two, O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E dot com. You can also call us at 650-274-4308 or email Jamie at born2organize at gmail.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Brian. Hey, we have Wade Pennington with us today. 40 years in the real estate industry, first as an agent, and the last 26 years as my inspector of choice, the owner of Inspection Services Northwest. Wade also owns a real estate investment company. Uh, Please welcome to the show, Wade Pennington. Hey, before we get started, Wade, uh, tell us about yourself. Hobbies, um, outside of work, what do you like to do? Golf. Golf. There you go. You have two in a row on golf. (laughs) It's a theme. That's right. (laughs) There we go. I also like to build things, Uh, cabinets. uh, I spend a lot of time in the garage building Anything I can out of wood. Hmm. So those are my two hobbies when I get a chance. Mostly golf, though. Mostly golf. Where do you like to golf? Uh, well, I belong to Rainier. Oh, nice. So I, I do have a built-in club I go to quite frequently. But I do like to travel all over the place. We've got some great golf courses in the Pacific Northwest. I, You know, I, I golfed. My grandfather golfed. I couldn't pick it up. It takes so much time. Um, my life with kids came along. Um, I like being married to my wife, and uh, so I, I just could not get it, figure out the, the time to put that hobby into my life. But it's one that I think is really um, I, I would love to explore. I'd love to take the time because I love them being out outdoors, getting up early, crack of dawn, you know, teeing off. I could do that, not right now, but someday. That's my someday goal. So uh, because this is a show about real estate, we always ask this question of our guests and visitors. Um, tell us of a memory that you can kind of go back to in your childhood in the home that you grew up in. Well, it was very special. Of course, I think most people's first houses probably are. But in my case, it kind of got me where I am because uh, my parents built the house right before I was born. Wow. And my uncle gave them the lot. And then the rest of my uncles and my dad and my mom built the house. And so it was it. It not only was a house, it was really, truly built for us. And it was extremely special to everybody in the family. And from that point on, you know, thinking about it in the past now, it's it's that I never had the thought that I wouldn't own a home. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just inherent at that point that because they had built themselves a home and had created that for us, that I would do the same. And I really got fascinated by construction. My favorite part of the house was the basement, and it was unfinished. And I liked it because I could see the structure, hmm. you oh, know, and uh, didn't know what I was looking at at the time, probably. But, you know, the plumbing and the wiring. But it was your first inspection. There you go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there you go. That's right. So, Wade, tell us why use an inspector. Well, it's consumer protection, and, you know, I think that we, we get a little bit hemmed in in thinking that it's buyer protection when, in fact, it's not. It's everyone's protection. Hmm. Um, you know, we think about the liability issues inherent in selling something that's really expensive, and there are a lot. And it also, uh, sellers, we seem to think that we know a lot about our houses, but I can tell you from experience that we really don't. Unless we are an inspector, then we might. But other than that, most sellers, when we come back, let's say, on a pre-list inspection and we have a list of items, 99% of the time the seller is not aware that those items exist. And, you know, the first time that that happened years ago when we first started doing pre-lists, I was a little amazed. Uh, You know, I thought, how do you live in that house and not know? Well, most people don't have the technical skills, of course, that an inspector or even a real estate agent would have to spot these items. And it is amazing what people can live in that don't have that knowledge that just simply have a home that they live in. 
can walk by every day mm-hmm. and not know that it could or could it be a major problem or, mm-hmm. or maybe a major safety hazard. So, you know, the reason to get them is so that everyone in the transaction can be protected, uh, whether that's the new family moving into their home and making sure that the family is protected or the seller protecting themselves from any liability issues that they weren't aware of when they Yeah, as I, as I think of the arm's length transaction, the whole idea is let's all know what we need to know and then make an offer based on everything we know. And I'm not interested in going in my crawl space and not interested right. in going in my attic. And most people don't want to do that, don't do the dirty work, right? Um, what differentiates like having your friend who's a contractor versus an inspector come over and look at the house. What's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. Well, really, and you know, a contractor, people, a contractor builds things. They know how to do it right and how to build it right. What they don't understand is defect recognition. Hmm. Our job is what happens when something fails hmm. or what are the indications that something may be failing or the indication that something's at the end of its effective life. So it's completely the opposite, really, when you think about it. The contractor knows how to put it together. We know how to determine if it's falling apart. And that really is our job. You know, where is it on its life cycle? Is it likely to fail? Is it likely to cause a safety hazard? Those are really the components of an inspection. So when we look at a house, we are in our minds deconstructing it, whereas the contractor would be constructing it. And so the contractor can see those things on the surface. Oh, it looks like it's built right. The spans seem right. You know, there's no cracks, these, these basic premises. But the inspector is looking at it completely differently, looking at it from the side of, does this make sense? Has it held up? How old is it? What was its life expectancy? What are the most common failures to that component? Like any other job, I mean, uh, you take your car to a mechanic, you can certainly tell them it's making noise, but you have no idea why it's wrong. That's the same thing. Sometimes I'll have an inspector talk about, and it's not you, so I'm curious about your perspective, uh, talk code. Like, this is not to code or this, mm-hmm. you know, and um, tell, tell me your perspective on that kind of comment. So code construction isn't something that the inspector is looking for for one reason. <clears throat> well, I shouldn't say he's not looking for it, but he's not looking for it in most houses because the code changed over years. Right. So we may have a house that's 100 years old. Well, certainly it's going to have different standards that it was built to than a house that's built in the last few years. So when we look at new construction, we may, in fact, be looking at code, current code. Uh, we would word it more in safety. So right. in my team, we look at it more in the terms of safety. Or there's another standard out there that everyone understands, and that's industry standard. So if we look at a component and say, you know, it maybe it didn't meet current code, but it was industry standard at the time it was mm. built, then it's not a defect. Right. But if I look at a brand new house and then it's not built to current code, then it would be defective. So there's a lot of variation in how that works. So an inspector needs to be versed in code. But any inspector that goes back to an old home and expects it to meet code or is calling something else out to bring it to code, then they're gone beyond the scope. And it's, it's not reasonable to expect an older home to meet current standards. All right. So then... What are the risks to writing an offer without inspecting a home and waiving that inspection? Well, when the market got really hot, this time was the first time in my career that I've seen an industry decide that the protections that were in place to protect the consumer should be waived because it was a hot market. Mm. That didn't make much sense Mm -hmm. to me at all. And what we got then was a rash of phone calls from people that had bought in their house and moved in. And then said, hey, I need to have this inspected because I moved in and I'm seeing A, B, C, and D. And sure enough, we go out there and get the typical list that we do. You know, out of 100 homes inspected, uh, we may have two that have no repairs. So there are always repairs on homes. Uh, You know, and they come from the minor issue up to the major issue. You do not know what you're getting. Plus, I've seen... You know, if one inspector inspects the house, another one comes along, right? These multiple offers will have pre-inspections. They're finding different things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is true. We all look at things a little differently. 
Well, so, my my industry, unfortunately or fortunately, uh, is a lot of independent contractors. Yeah, and it does create a lot of variation in the industry. Uh, one of the things that I've done because I have a team of inspectors, and I decided a long time ago is that we had to have a very specific reason for doing what we're doing. Hmm. There is really elimination of gray matter, and it goes back to what I've already <laughs> talked about, which is. Industry standards. Gray area or gray matter? (laughs) (laughs) They need to have a lot of gray matter (laughs) in the gray area. (laughs) So you mentioned the changing market where people are waiving inspections. So I've seen a lot more uh, sellers moving towards seller pre-inspections. What's your take on uh, seller having a pre-inspection? I was promoting them long before the industry decided it was a good idea. And I'll tell you, I, I really do think they're an excellent idea. And they can be used in many different ways as a positive tool in a transaction. You know, what what makes most transactions not move to closing is not the defects found during an inspection. It's the emotional process that the purchaser goes through with those findings. So if we can get in a circumstance where we have preemptively taken care of a lot of the issues uh, or at least disclose them so that they're not a shock when they find out about them, you eliminate that emotional process that they go through. I've seen transactions fail for $50 worth of repairs simply because of the emotional Emotional, process. You know, and as an inspector, I look there and, and shake my head and wonder why that would be, well, it's an emotional impact, especially if you're going to move your home, your out your family into that home. You know, it, it becomes a big issue for you. Or you look at it as brand new, mm-hmm. and then there's a defect that has a huge emotional impact on people. Yep. So the other side of that, of course, is that you can eliminate all liability for a seller with a good inspection if it's handled properly. Because if you do disclose everything, and you don't need to fix it necessarily, disclose it. Right. You have full disclosure at this point. Lay it on the table. Make everyone aware of it. It eliminates the negotiation process and and that tooth pulling, shall we say, that it goes through in the process of trying to get to closing, uh, for uh, particularly for minor items. Yeah, with our premier listing program, Brian and I pre-inspect every house that we put on the market. We advise our clients to pre-inspect their house before it goes on the market. Um, okay, so what what is not covered in the inspection process? Great question. Uh, you know, really anything that we can't see. So if we can't determine it by visual inspection or with some of the technology, which we'll talk about in a minute, then it is, in fact, excluded from the report. And our exclusion list is fairly long because if you think about it, I can't see any wall cavities. I can't see any place that my body or my eyeballs can't get. So there are a lot of things that are excluded in that sense. Now, that's where training comes in. Hmm. The most important part of an experienced inspector isn't just Hmm. simply being through so many houses that there's an intuitive sense. It's like anyone else in a job. If you do it long enough, your intuition increases. Mm-hmm. So if you've got an inspector with a lot of experience and a lot of inspectors inspections under their belt, they don't have to see everything to know it's there. Something's going on. Something's going on. Right. And then we can use the technology to determine was that intuition correct or not. Well, let's hear about the technology. Uh, so infrared inspections is the is the biggest thing that's changed in the years that I've been in the inspection. So an infrared camera is extremely sensitive, and the best way to explain it is temperature differential, although it's not really using that. It's very scientific. It's using the mass of a component to determine uh, whether or not there's a defect. But that shows up in the camera as a temperature reading. Hmm. And they're so sensitive that if I touch my finger to sheetrock for a thousandth of a second, literally just as quick as I can touch it, the camera will pick up that temperature differential. So what it shows us is what's going in and on inside the wall cavities 
And even, even that's not scientifically put, but it's the best way to put it for layman because we still can't see in the wall. Mm-hmm. So we need to be aware we really can't see in the wall. Right. But at the same time, it does give us an indication if we have any anomalies within a building component that we can't see into. And then it'll prompt us to say there has to be destructive testing or something else done to determine the extent of the defect. So we can uh, locate the defect with the thermal imaging from there, it needs to be taken to destructive So testing. what type of defect would that typically be? Uh, it could be anything from most commonly water migration issues, a lot of plumbing leaks. And, and a lot of times we find plumbing leaks that have been in place for a long time. Uh, you can have a plumbing leak under a bathtub, let's say. It's a good example um, in a ceiling. And you look up at the ceiling, it looks perfectly fine. Maybe a 20-year-old house, we do an infrared scan after running and draining the tub and we find water. When they pull out that sheetrock, they find substantial mold mm-hmm. and decay. And it looks perfectly fine on the outside. That's a prime example of what it's used for, and that's the most common probably. But it'll also show electrical defects. And, uh, you know, electrical is the one that's the biggest safety hazard in the house. You're not likely to drown in your house from the plumbing components, right. but you can certainly kill yourself with the electrical. So it's really important that we can see any shorts that are occurring mm-hmm. um, or any, any of the issues related to the wiring inside the walls that's been pinched or, or somehow created a short within the wiring shows up with the thermal cam and camera. So, so Wade, um, also I've heard, you know, a lot of the sewer scoping going on. Do you guys right. do sewer scopes? We do sewer okay. scopes. Yes. So what, what is that? And who needs a sewer scope? Everybody or what? Well, uh, we would say in most cases, houses over 40 years or houses that have a lot of trees. Trees. Because uh, mm-hmm. the trees do break into the plumbing. Modern plumbing components, the plastic that you, they use now is less susceptible to the damage than the old clay tile that mm-hmm. they used because it doesn't have the separations. So th- the newer the house, the less likely to have the damage unless, again, you've got a lot of tree roots because they can damage anything. Um, the the sewer scope used to be an area that we had to completely exclude because no one was doing sewer, sewer scopes as a pre-purchase inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're becoming extremely common, and we do see a lot of big defects. The biggest thing with the sewer line, and again, the, we're talking about the line from inside the house underground to the street and to connect it to the main. It's an area that is completely hidden from view. There's mm-hmm. just no way to have any idea, and it's an extremely expensive component to repair. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things that, again, we'd always de- always had to exclude simply because we couldn't get couldn't to it. Couldn't see it. And then, you know, we'd hear about people having twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 or more in repairs after moving in. Now, we do a lot of functional testing in the house, and if it's in severe condition when we get there, it, they may have a toilet that doesn't flush. But a lot of times you can have substantial damage that's about to create a major issue that no one would be aware of without a sewer scope. Right. So, Wade, as we wrap up here, tell us how our listeners can reach you. Uh, Google me, for one thing, Wade Pennington. I'm everywhere on Google, fortunately. Wow. Uh, Inspection Services Northwest is the company name, and inspectionservicesnorthwest.com or wadepennington.com will get you to the website. And there's somebody there pretty much any time can answer and route you through to you or to one of your technicians. That is correct, yeah. The phone number is 206-241-8087. All right, so you can Google Wade. You can look for Inspection Services Northwest. You can call Brian, right? You bet. You can call our team. We'd be happy to connect you with Wade. So that concludes our interview with Wade Pennington of Inspection Services Northwest. Coming up next is uh, a little more. We're getting a little in the weeds, which is actually great. And guess what? He's a golfer, too. Oh, my gosh. It's a full (laughs) golf deal. So um, next up is Michael Abrahamson. He's with Rainier Title and Escrow. So uh, come on back right after this break.
Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425 200-4093 or check out our website at the Eastside Real Estate Team.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Do you have family home movies you can no longer enjoy because, well, you either tossed your VCR or your camcorder is broken? Lotus Media is here to help you relive the wedding memories, birthdays, trips, and holiday celebrations. We are a local business that specializes in future-proofing everything from VHS and Hi8 videotapes to photos and slides and even 8mm film. Our process creates universal digital files from your precious memories, ensuring they can be enjoyed for generations to come. The videos can be viewed anywhere on your PC, web browser, or even your phone, and they are a snap to edit too. We have over 20,000 happy customers, including Starbucks. Our digitization prices are lower than Costco's, and most orders are processed in just 10 days. We digitize all tape formats from all regions and can help repair your tape if it is broken or extract it from a camcorder if it is stuck. Visit us online to find out more at lotusmedia.us. Email us for more information at support at lotusmedia.us or give us a call at 855-LTS-MEDIA. That's 855 855- 587-6334. One last time, 855-587-6334. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Back with uh, Real Talk with Brian and Dan, Eastside Real Estate Team, Keller Williams Bellevue, and Dan is going to introduce Michael Abrahamson. All right. So Michael Abrahamson here with Rainier Title works as an account manager. He's been in the real estate industry since 2001 and is currently calling on real estate offices here on the east side. He's also a continuing education clock hours instructor and licensed notary. He loves to do most, uh, what he loves most about his job is the relationships that he builds with real estate agents and loan officers and the classes that he gets to teach. Please welcome to the show, Michael Abramson. Michael, thanks for being here. Well, thank you very much. Nice to be here. You're a pro now. I think you've been on a few radio stations, right? I've been, I've been on a couple of times, but I still get nervous. So <laughs> bear well, with me. All right. We'll do our best. Uh, <laughs> so before we get into the business side of things, I already let the cat out of the bag. You're also a golfer. I, <laughs> what, else oh do you, what else do you do? I am a golfer. <laughs> so when I'm not golfing, so I'm married. I have a, a 23-year-old daughter as well. So my wife and I try to spend as much time as we can with her when she's not working. So... I like to do the family thing when I'm not playing golf. Awesome. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, well, just a little side note. I tried golf once. On the third hole, they told me I'm supposed to set the bag down when I hit the ball. So <laughs> that was the end of the line That's for me. That's funny. So, <laughs> they waited till the third hole. Yeah. So uh, anything besides golf when you're not doing the family or 
family thing? What do you uh, like to do? Well, not really. I mean, I, my, all my family lives here, so if I'm not with my you know, wife and daughter, we're usually doing something with my sister or my parents or, you nice. know, we keep it in the family, so, or friends, you know. Yeah. Okay. So same question we've asked all of our guests. If you go back to your childhood, you think about the home that you grew up in, what's a fond memory memory that you'd like to share with the audience here? Well, I have a couple of them, actually, One because I've been thinking about this. One of them is I always remember when I was little that we would always eat dinner as a family, which is something Mm -hmm. I do now with my family. Thank gosh for that, Mm because I love that. The other thing is, is more of the neighborhood. I remember just playing with every single kid in the neighborhood. It was either kick the can or we're playing soccer in the backyard or we're over at someone's home, uh, all in the pool together. So nice. just the community and the neighborhood, what closeness that brought What neighborhood did you grow up in? Uh, that was in Ballard. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. <clears throat> so let's get down to it. Um, what is title insurance? What is title insurance? So title insurance is so much fun <laughs> to talk about. But it is an insurance policy that people have on real property. So there's three kinds of t- uh, insurances people usually purchase when they get a home. So there's going to be an owner's policy. For title, there's going to be a lender's policy, and then there's a homeowner's insurance policy that people buy. That has nothing to do with title, and people often get confused about the homeowner's policy, the insurance policy. So to cover that really quick, uh, homeowner's insurance policy is something that um, you buy for everything in the future. So if your home burns down or you get robbed or... You uh, something like that happens in the future, you're going to be covered by insurance. That's something you get like through Allstate or Prog- Progressive, whatever they're buying. Right. And you pay for that monthly. Title insurance is something you pay once when you when you purchase the home, and uh, it covers everything that's happened to your home in the past. I mean, that's the easiest way I can explain it. So no one can come knocking on your door after you've moved in in three months and say hey, we fixed that roof three years ago and the old sellers never paid me, so now you owe me $25,000. Title insurance covers that. Gotcha. So one-time premium up front and then you're done. Is that, yes. is that right? Yep. Yes. So there's – and uh, one of the things is people don't understand who pays for it. So the, sure. the, the two policies, the, uh, um, the owner's policy is actually going to be purchased by the sellers for the new buyer just to put a clean title on their new property. And what the buyers are going to purchase, they're going to purchase a lender's policy, which is going to be the amount of the loan that they lend. Obviously, if they pay all cash, there is no lender's policy. Okay. Now, does every house have to have title insurance? It doesn't have to have it, but yes, it protects you to have it. So So you could actually purchase a home and not purchase title insurance, but... Yes, you could. Why would you? Well, I don't know. Yeah. If you have a loan, you have to, because a lender requires it. I see. Yeah, you can do it. I mean, the same with inspections. People were waiving titles. You know, one instance that I had, uh, I've been doing 13 years, Brian's been doing, so he may have a few more instances that have come up during title, but I had one where a couple bought a home out of foreclosure or pre-foreclosure, a bank-owned home, and they bought the simple version of the title. They didn't buy the standard version. Mm-hmm. And um, as they were getting ready to flip this home and go back on the market, boom, out came a lawsuit claiming ownership of that home. And they couldn't do anything uh, for selling that home until the title company came out. Now, the title company did a great job. They got out there right away. Uh, the guy that showed up had a big, thick stack of papers with little sticky notes in and he said he read it on the plane. I said, <laughs> you are definitely a title lawyer. Okay. Um, you know, but that's the one time that I've had an issue come up. But I'm, I'm sure that, I mean, every probably week there's some kind of thing that goes on that we just don't hear about, right? Right. I mean, it actually happens all the time where I, I've seen people 
and heard stories where pe- anyone can go down and slap a lien on your home. They can just go down to county and say, hey, this person owes me $10,000, put a lien on their property. Anyone mm. can do that. Mm. However, it's not until you know you go to court until they have to prove that you owe them ten, that, that $10,000. So we see that kind of stuff come up all the time in title. Um, just not that, but judgments, liens, encumbrances, encroachments. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can pop up on your title that people just aren't aware of and they're not educated about it. So getting a little technical on you here, does your company offer a homeowner's endorsement? And uh, if so what's the difference between the standard and a homeowner's endorsement? Well, the standard is going to cover, like, you mean the extended policy? No, you know, um, I see what uh, I call a homeowner's endorsement that just covers a few more things, a little bit more money, but not uh, not as much as an extended policy. Well, okay, so we have an owner's policy, and then we have an extended policy. So okay, it sounds sure. like you're st- talking about our extended policy. Okay, well, tell and, us about that. And that's usually put on um, properties that are, are tough to um, see where the boundary lines are. So it might be waterfront property mm-hmm. or big farmland, and what that uh, requires is a survey. So we'll send a surveyor out there. So it's a little extra money to pay for that surveyor. I sure. see. Okay. I see builders doing that extended policy when they need to do a subplot or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so um, everybody always introduce you as Michael Abrahamson with Rainier Title and Escrow. So then what's the escrow? We've talked about the title. What's the escrow? Okay, so escrow is actually a place where the buyers and sellers send all of their paperwork to and all their monies, and the escrow is going to take care of that and put it all together and then put your money away in an escrow account, and when it closes, they're going to disperse it however the buyers and sellers want. So that's what an escrow company does. Um, we have an LPO so I know your next question is, what's an LPO? No, could you, answer, <laughs> could you just answer it for us? Jeez, yeah. Do, do so some an, of our work here? Well, an LPO is a, um, a limited practitioner off, officer where uh, they are actually li- state licensed to put together th- this paperwork for buyers and sellers, and they bring everyone together uh, and do exactly what the purchase and sale says. So we'll get calls a lot. So that's my team. Mm-hmm. So my team goes in there, and they get calls from people saying, hey, you know, I, I really don't want to spend this much money on the inspections. Can you change it? And some of the buyers or sellers aren't aware that they have to come together as one and, and come into agreements. agreement. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, the, uh, an LPO is a third-party entity that works for the buyers and the sellers and also works with the lender to bring everything together for you so everybody complies to what they say they're going to do and, and close everything and make sure everyone's happy at the end. So that's what an LPO does. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. So that in a very short nutshell, <laughs> we could probably get more in the weeds, but in a short nutshell is uh, with title and escrow. And, and Michael, I really appreciate you coming in and uh, and doing that for us. Before we go, though, it looks like we have about another, another 30 seconds or so. Okay. Um, do you have a quick story about escrow solving a great problem? Uh, escrow solving a great problem. Well, they usually escrow is the one who gets yelled at by everybody. So I do respect the heck out of the, out of the LPO closers, but, uh, um, just them calming people down when they need to calm them down. Because I, like I said, when people call escrow, they're usually upset about something because something's not being done, even though it's not escrow's fault, they're the ones getting yelled at it. So them to bring people together to calm them down and be in a place where they can take that screaming and still come from a place of respect and getting you to calm down. I mean, that stuff happens every day to them. So I hold the, the highest, my highest regard to them just for what they do and how they do it. So how do our listeners get a hold of you? 
www.rainiertitle.com. You can get a hold of any of the account managers on there, or you can call me direct at 425-518-3044. All right. Well, after the break, we're going to talk listings launched and some events coming up this weekend. So come right back after the break. Did you know when you pay rent, you're actually paying someone else's mortgage? Are you tired of missing out on owning your own home? Fact, homeowners on average have 40 times the financial net worth of renters. The Eastside Real Estate Team has been helping many first-time homebuyers find and buy their first home. They specialize in customer service and put you first. They listen first to what you're looking for and then they take the time to make sure their clients understand every aspect of the home buying process. If owning a home has been your dream, the Eastside Real Estate Team can help you. For a free, no-hassle consultation, call 425-200-4093 or find them online at theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Real Talk with Brian and Dan, the Eastside Real Estate Team, Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. And I'd like to... Did you hear uh, that? We're international, Brian. Oh, I, we are. Sweet. I've heard that rumor. <laughs> so one of the things we want to do is share some information about our new listings, little listing launch segment. And I've got something I'm excited to share. The house that I think is probably, I've been doing this for over 36 years, my all-time favorite home. I know that sounds kind of crazy of all the years I've been doing this. Yeah, right. But this is the gem of Sammamish. This home was originally built in the mid-30s, been totally remodeled and updated. It's on 8.65 acres overlooking Lake Sammamish. Absolutely stunning property. Um, it's uh, um, it's just, you got to see it to believe it. And if you'd like to see it, we're going to be open on um, Saturday and Sunday, 1 to 4, 4060 212th Avenue, excuse me, 212th Way, Southeast Sammamish, Come on by. You will not regret the time to walk through this beautiful, beautiful home. Yeah, that house is fantastic. I drive by it almost every day, and it's it's up on a ridge. It's got a great view from it. And um, I I know the current owner just put a ton, a ton, ton. of updates. Yep. Um, so Saturday, Sunday, 1 to 4, if you go to East Lake Sammamish from Issaquah and you head north, and then you turn right on 212th, you can't miss it. Half Brian Signs will be out there. It should yep. be pretty fantastic. And also this weekend, we're going to have our Carnation property open. And this is an actual agriculturally zoned property. So you can, I, I think the best use for it would be like a farm to table type property where you could do bed and breakfast and, and actually have the breakfast. One of my pet peeves on Airbnb is oftentimes you go to these Airbnbs and there's no second B. I mean, what the heck is with that, right? Anyways, right. I think you can do farm to table. You can, uh, there's a, a four stall horse crawl. It's a million dollars. It's out on on West, uh, West uh, Snoqualmie uh, River Road, um, north off of 202. So that should be open this weekend as well. 
And um, what we wanted to do, too, is kind of just talk about some events. I, I went and pulled an event, and I think this will be pretty fun for all the dog lovers out there. As you know, our first episode, we talked about the dogs that each of us had, and, and it turned out there was a majority of uh, Border Collie lab mixes. So um, Taco and Nacho may be making an appearance at uh, this week on Sunday. Taco and Nacho are my dogs, by the way. Uh, Sunday at the Walk and Wag, the Walk and Wag 2019. This is a third annual Walk and Wag on at the Lake Sammamish State Park uh, from 11 to 3. You can go to Eventbrite and Google Walk and Rag. It looks like they're doing some kind of fundraiser there, but check this out. So there's going to be uh, pet-friendly vendors. There's also going to be obedience training courses. A uh, police dog will be out there. And uh, let's see, there is a fee. All dogs have to be on the leash, but there's Wait a, a contest. Pet-friendly beer garden? Yeah, pet-friendly <laughs> beer garden. So, you know, the dogs could have beer. It's cool. There you go. Or the other way around. So um, that's really it for our show. So I, I don't know. What would you think, Brian? How'd it go? Good, good. I'm so delighted to have Wade and Michael here. We'd like to bring Wade back uh, another time for a segment on flipping. I know a lot of people are interested in, in flipping houses. Yeah. Wade's, a, Wade's a pro. And i uh, really like to have him uh, share some of his expertise. So we'll look forward to having you back sometime, Wade. Yeah, we got to geeking out so much about the inspection stuff that we didn't get to the segment on that. But, yeah, I think that would be fantastic to have you back and uh, share some of your wisdom because a lot of people are concerned on how to get started, right? And coming from an inspector's standpoint, I'm sure there's some uh, some pretty good insight there. Absolutely. Happy to come back. Yep. Awesome. So um, it looks like that's it. So how to get a hold of the Eastside Real Estate team. You can go to our website, www.theeastsiderealestate.com, or you can give us a call at 425 425- Two zero zero four zero nine three. So thanks for joining us today on Real Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Brian. And we're out of here. Not sure if now is the right time to sell? Worried you missed the market? The Eastside Real Estate Team specializes in helping homeowners maximize their equity when selling. With our proven premier listing service, our clients have sold their homes for more money in less time than the competition. We know you have many choices when working with a real estate agent, but with the Eastside Real Estate Team, you get a team of highly qualified, experienced agents. From staging to deciding if your property is market ready for top dollar. If you're considering selling, call the Eastside Real Estate Team at 425-200-4093. Or check out our website at the theeastsiderealestateteam.com, a subsidiary of Keller Williams Realty in Bellevue. Do you have family home movies you can no longer enjoy because, well, you either tossed your VCR or your camcorder is broken? Lotus Media is here to help you relive the wedding memories, birthdays, trips, and holiday celebrations. We are a local business that specializes in future-proofing everything from VHS and Hi8 videotapes to photos and slides and even 8mm film. Our process creates universal digital files from your precious memories, ensuring they can be enjoyed for generations to come. The videos can be viewed anywhere on your PC, web browser, or even your phone, and they are a snap to edit too. We have over 20,000 happy customers, including Starbucks, 
our digitization, prices are lower than Costco's, and most orders are processed in just 10 days. We digitize all tape formats from all regions and can help repair your tape if it is broken or extract it from a camcorder if it is stuck. Visit us online to find out more at lotusmedia.us. Email us for more information at support at lotusmedia.us or give us a call at 855-LTS-MEDIA. That's 855-587-6334. One last time, 855-587-6334.